welcome back to Noah's Window. Again, we're in we're in a mountain peak chapter here in yeah. 1 Corinthians 15, and I hope you've had a chance to grab your Bible and read through this chapter. I guarantee you, if you do, you'll get a great blessing and you'll learn a lot of things that you're going to want to come back to over and over and over again. You know, I think the church at Corinth was given more instruction about what happens the moment you die than any of the other churches, except maybe the church of Thessalonica. It might have been close. But in, in, in 1 Corinthians 15 and 2 Corinthians 5, we have the greatest chapters to answer the question, what happens the moment you die? Well, we're in 1 Corinthians 15, Mary Alice, and we've got so much left to talk about. Next week, we'll get into uh, what kind of bodies we'll have and what the resurrection will be like and the rapture. And there's just so much great stuff to talk about in this chapter. But before we get there, um, Paul wants to talk again about the resurrection of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And what he wants to do is talk about the other side of what we talked about yesterday. You know, Paul said Jesus rose from the grave. We saw witnesses. That was in yesterday's Noah's window. But now he's going to go a different direction because there were some who said, well, maybe he didn't rise from the grave. Mm -hmm. And there have always been skeptics, right, Marilyn? Right. You know? And I, I remember, I remember a, a young believer that I was, uh, was in one of my groups one time, and he even said, well, you know, it's okay if there's no resurrection because, you know, we're going to be blessed in this life. But I think, oh, my goodness, yeah. you, if you miss the resurrection, you miss the whole point. Well, there, there are people that don't believe in the resurrection, and, and by extension, they, they would, well, they would believe more fundamentally that Jesus didn't rise from the grave. Like the Sadducees. And the Sadducees. Thomas Jefferson was, he considered himself a deist, but he didn't believe in the miracles. And so mm. he literally made up, he made a Bible for himself. He cut out all the references to the miraculous. Mm. And his Bible ends with uh, the message that they, they took Jesus' body from the cross and laid it in a tomb and went away. Oh. That's how Thomas oh Jefferson's goodness. Bible ended. And that's so sad. In fact, we're going to get to that in just a moment because Paul might not have known Thomas Jefferson or who he was going to be, but he did write his epitaph in this, in this chapter. So let's read. But tell me this, Paul says, since we preach that Christ rose from the dead, why are some of you saying that there will be no resurrection of the dead? For if there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised either. So Paul is going to go on to this logic trail where he begins to look at what would be the case if there was no resurrection? If there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised either. And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is useless. And your faith is useless. And we apostles would all be lying about God. But we've said that Christ rose from the grave. Or that God raised Christ from the grave. But that can't be true if there's no resurrection of the dead. And if there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ has not been raised. And if Christ has not been raised, then your faith is useless and you are still guilty of your sins. In that case, all who have died believing in Christ are lost. And if our hope in Christ, and this is where he really, <laughs> he really writes Thomas Jefferson's epitaph, if our hope in Christ is only for this life, we are more to be pitied than anyone in the world. So he just starts by saying, if there's no resurrection, then Christ did not rise from the grave. And if Christ didn't rise from the grave, you're still in your sins. Everything we preach is a lie. And we're, if, you we, know, have no hope. we have no hope. We're, we're to be pitied more than anybody else. But I love verse 20. But in fact, mm -hmm. Christ has been raised from the dead. He is the first of a great harvest of all who have died. Well, that's probably where we need to stop today. You know, it is interesting to look at that logic trail there where he starts by saying, if there's no resurrection of the dead, then Christ wasn't raised and we're still in our sins. Mm -hmm. And that is the, the, 
that is the frightening thing that we it's all built on the resurrection it is everything in this book is built on the resurrection of jesus but i love how he closes by saying but he did rise from the grave and of course he gave all those evidences that we looked at yesterday earlier in the chapter and of course as we go on next monday we're going to talk about what christ's resurrection means to all of us but i want to just talk about the last line that we looked at in scripture because he said christ did rise from the grave and he's become the first fruits of a huge harvest you know we are that we're part of that harvest and the people that we've loved who have already gone on to be with the lord we're, we're, they're part of that harvest right which is so comforting to know our loved ones are already with the lord that's so true well Today, I just want to leave you with the good news that our resurrection is guaranteed. Absolutely. Because think about this. Here's the, I love Paul. It's so logical. He has, he has a, well, he's a lawyer, so he's kind of got that, that legal mind. You know, he's saying, uh, if there's no resurrection, then Christ didn't rise from the grave. We're still in our sins. But he said Christ did rise from the grave. Because of that, we're no longer in our sins, and we are guaranteed that we're going to rise from the grave. And it's all based on the resurrection of Christ, which is fully solidified by all these witnesses that we read yeah, about earlier in the chapter. Circle yeah. back around to the beginning. Right. Let's talk about those witnesses. Yeah, right. and, you know. Witnesses, he rose from the grave. Because he rose from the grave, we'll rise from the grave. Because he rose from the grave, we're no longer in our sins. Mm-hmm. Which is, you know, really, to me, really points out the foolishness of, I don't, I don't even understand, why would they believe there was no resurrection? It's so hard to fathom that. To be in the church and not believe that there was a resurrection. You know, Mary Alice, I, you know the world that I live in. I pastor, have the privilege of pastoring thousands of people, but um, a lot of bad things happen in our world, and, and oftentimes I'm on the front lines of ministering. You know, we had three uh, very painful mm-hmm. funerals last week where I, I spoke. Uh, we had an 18-year-old boy uh, who was killed in a car accident. We had a 23-year-old young man who died way too soon. Um, there are a lot of things in this world that are bad that can happen to people and, and really in this world outside of Christ there are no guarantees mm-hmm. isn't it beautiful to know that the most important thing is guarantee that's right that's right uh, which reminds me back in 1 Corinthians 13 about now we're seeing things through a glass darkly but yeah. it's going to get clarifying sorry we can go, we can go through a lot of, <laughs> a lot of <laughs> different trails here but um, it's so comforting to know that Jesus is resurrected and that we can be sure of that and that does give us reassurance for our own salvation and our future. Well, if I'm talking to somebody today and you're dealing in a situation that's precarious and you don't know how it's going to come out and you are feeling personally there are no, the, the, there are no guarantees part of this world, just remember that there are, everything that Christ promises us through the cross and the resurrection is guaranteed. There's nothing that can ever take us out of God's hands. That's right. And if you're wanting to read that, just you want that assurance, you might start in the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 28. It says all things work together. And then read through the end of the chapter. And we'll discover that we're so guaranteed all the promises of God in our relationship with God that nothing can separate us from His love. Mm. That's wonderful. Mary else would you pray for us today? Let's pray. Oh, Father, we're so thankful for this great truth and this great confidence that we have in uh, the resurrection of Jesus and our resurrection that's to come. And uh, knowing that our sins are forgiven because of what Jesus did. And Father, I know um, in our lives and in the lives of those who are watching and listening, there are many uh, painful things going on, many tragedies, many illnesses, many um, uh, 
just challenges that are, are making life difficult and it's so easy to get discouraged and, and to take our eyes off of the glorious truth of your resurrection and, and the future that you have for us and also just keeping our eyes on you as we walk through these difficult days we we need you, Father. We need you to guide us through these days with the confidence of the future, but with the confidence and the joy of today as we uh, can victoriously walk through this life uh, with your presence and your guidance. And for each and every one that's watching or listening today, Father, I just pray that you'd be very close to them. I pray that you'd wrap your arms of love around them and draw them close. May they know your presence. May they feel your comfort. May they hear your voice of direction and and see the provisions that you make and we've heard so many stories even recently father of you showing up just right on time and we know that you will do that in the lives of those that we're talking to today and we're going to just give you all the praise and the glory and the honor for all that you're going to do and we ask this in jesus name amen, amen. well thank you for joining us today on noah's window it's friday of course and at new spring we're in the second sermon of our promised land series this weekend so I'm really looking forward to that. It's a message. I think it's one of the most important messages God has ever given me. It's called Toes in the Water. And if anyone uh, has that feeling of being stuck in your Christian experience, I think you're going to find enormous help in this message. So God willing, we'll see you this weekend. Or if you're outside our area, you can always watch us online. That's right, newspring.org, and you can find us online. Well, thanks for joining us today. God bless you, and have a wonderful Friday, and hope to see you this weekend. God bless. See you soon.